Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with a brand new look. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who drove me around to LA last weekend. Yeah, that's true. That's me, Ryan Newman. You're very welcome, Michael. Thank you, thank you. And by the other brother, whose bachelor party is this weekend. That's right, it is. Trey Newman. All right, so the bros will be together in Phoenix over the weekend, so I'll try to put up some Instagram stories of us hanging out. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at College Football Bros. It's going to be wild. It's going to be so wild. <laughs> Can't wait. The Dr. Pepper is going to be flowing. A couple rounds of golf. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, also with this episode, even more exciting than a bachelor party, we are debuting our new logo. Might take a while for it to show up in your podcast app. I don't know if it's there yet, but you can check it out on our Instagram or on Facebook, facebook.com slash college football bros. And of course, Twitter at CFB bros. Fresher look. I like it. It's, it's fresh. It's modernized a little bit. The college football really stands out. So it's kind of what we're going for. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most important part. <laughs> the bros, not so much. No, it's no. like smaller font, you know. Yeah. Uh, we also got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts this week. Uh, Ryan, you want to read that one? Yeah, Boogman41 said, uh, it's a great show, entertaining and informative. His only complaint would be the no Florida Blue Bloods. He says one-third of the national champions the past 30 years or so keep up the great work. He's got an argument there. I mean... But that was we were always stuck on those three schools because of it, it's just too recent for us. We didn't. There's no 60s, 70s, right? You know, it's just yeah. All of their their runs started either in the 80s or 90s. So yeah, I guess that's what kept them out for us. But if you're doing, if you're just ranking who are the best programs, because that's different from blue bloods. Like Nebraska probably is not a top eight program or however many blue bloods we no. chose. Yeah, but their history going back to the 60s. I guess for us, had them hanging on by a thread to that blue blood status. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. News and notes. That is the theme of this episode. It's a, a news episode. And unfortunately, there's some quarterback news that came out right after last week we recorded a podcast all about quarterbacks. The first is that Alex Hornibrook is in the transfer portal. Uh, so were you guys surprised by this? And what are your general thoughts? So I'm not terribly surprised, especially in hindsight, I guess. Paul Christ, he probably became aware that the ceiling had been pretty much hit with Hornibrook and his regression last year wasn't encouraging. And then you add that on top of him never being able to be healthy with the concussions uh, towards the end of last year. So I feel like in order to advance the Badgers offense, they just they had to make a change. And that's the way it went. I, I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, he was a three year player there. I don't know. Has that ever happened where a three-year starter has transferred before his senior year? I mean, there's just not that many instances of that happening, but like... Russell Wilson. I, crap. <laughs> that was a weird coaching maneuver there. That, that was, you know, compared to this one where Paul Chris is still the, still the head coach. I'm just stoked that I came up with one that quickly. Yeah, so. that's... And it's, of course, involves Wisconsin as well. This <laughs> and it was... And he, this in this case, Hornerbrook is transferring presumably because... He might not have been the starter, which right, of course right. is That's true. Yeah, yeah. different than okay. Russell Wilson. Well, anyways, I'm surprised. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it, it, I was definitely surprised. Obviously, if you listen to our last week's episode, I thought Hornibrook would be the starter. But it's not totally shocking, obviously, because yeah. Jack Cohen, of course, was going to be in the mix. Graham Mertz, the true freshman coming in, has a chance to start as well. But as far as where, where Hornibrook's going to end up, I mean... Boy, I don't know. North Carolina now? They didn't another lefty. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think he'll probably go G5 or maybe even FCS if he sees an opportunity there. There's been some talk of Temple because their quarterback situation is bad and he's from yeah. Pennsylvania. That could be a fit. But I, I would think, think G5. I wouldn't think FCS. If, well, he, w- he wouldn't have to go to FCS, but maybe yeah. he would make that choice. But I don't think there's going to be... Maybe you could name a few Power 5 schools where he'd have a, a good chance to start, but I don't think there's a ton of options no. there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We'll get to it, but Arkansas seems to be piling up the transfer quarterbacks. <laughs> they are. They, they are. Hornybrook could go there. It's true. No, no. Uh, second bit of news before we get to Arkansas. Nathan Elliott is leaving North Carolina to become a graduate assistant at Arkansas State. What do you think about this, Ryan? It's weird. I mean, why not finish your career as a player? I mean, you're going to have plenty of time to get into coaching. I, oh, I'll I'll counter that. Why not just start your career right now he, he wasn't going to well, be a- i mean you, you, your playing career only lasts so long your college your your coaching career can last decades so and and, and being a starting quarterback that can only improve your chances of becoming or of becoming a successful head coach in the future like it can raise your profiles like uh, you know? i don't think it was going to matter too much first of all he might not have been the starter i think yeah, there's that's probably a, a good chance he wouldn't have been the starter and- uh, maybe mac brown made it a point or made it clear to him that Maybe he was going to go in a different direction yeah. this year. So maybe that's why he kind of decided, hey, I'm not going to start. Maybe I should just leave. Yeah. And why not preserve preserve your health as well? It, maybe he didn't feel like playing another year of potentially getting hurt. So yeah, one more year quarterback playing on kill you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Dr. Ryan Newman with his opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last bit of quarterback news is. Nick Starkle transferring to Arkansas. He's going to graduate in May, so he'll have two seasons of of eligibility left after that. And my immediate thought here is, this sucks for Ben Hicks. He is the <laughs> the big loser here. He he had the job there, pretty much guaranteed if no one else joined. But here comes Nick Starkle, and I think Hicks has the upper hand, of course, because he started for Chad Morris at SMU, and he's there for the spring right now. But I don't. I just think Nick Starkle's better, so it wouldn't surprise me if at some point during the season, whether that's you know game one or before game one or later on, I I would predict him to to take over. I think they're both going to play. I'd be surprised if they didn't. At, you know, yeah. I mean, they're going to have their struggles, and Chad Morris is going to try out a different QB at some point. So they'll both get their chance. Well, and but the good thing about I mean, it's bizarre, obviously, getting these two two quarterbacks, but. The good thing about Starkle is he has two years left. You didn't mention that, Michael. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh well. <laughs> Thanks for I listening. I don't. I don't listen to you people. <laughs> I just show up and do my job. But it is still a great point. It bears repeating. Either way, Starkle or Hicks, I, I just don't know if they're dynamic dynamic enough to turn Arkansas into a force. But at least Starkle can. You know, ha- they can have some continuity here for for a couple seasons if they go that direction. Okay, moving on to. The Westgate Superbook releasing their Heisman odds last week. Tua is the favorite at plus 250, Trevor Lawrence plus 300, and then 
uh, a trio of players tied at plus 600, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, and Nebraska's Adrian Martinez. Boom! So uh, give me two bets for the Heisman. Actually, let's just start with, we'll start with one. Let's start with, uh, just pick pick from one of these top five guys. Who would, who would your money be on? Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, I'll say out of the, yeah, those top guys, I'm just going to have to say Tua and go with the chalk. I, I know, you just know he's going to have a big year at Bama. You know what he's going to give you. They're going to put up big numbers again. Alabama's going to be in the thick of it, obviously, in the SEC race and probably the playoff race. So, And he was on the doorstep of winning it last year. So I'll take Tua. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with Tua, but I'm I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. Just what he did in the playoff was incredible to me. And with all the talent he's got coming back, ETN, Justin Ross will get better, T. Higgins, Amari Rogers, and they even have a great incoming freshman, four-star receiver, Frank Ladson. I mean, he's just got oodles of guys to throw it to. So I think he'll put up huge numbers. Okay, I guess between those, I, w- I would have taken Tua. I think the odds makers are right to put him as the favorite just – Given last year, he was like he had one of the best seasons ever. I know Trevor Lawrence was great, but his stats, even though he was a true freshman, you got to take that into account. They weren't quite as good as Tua, but who knows? But I'm going to go with a little bit longer odds. I'm going to go uh, plus 600. I would take Justin Fields. I, just, I think the edge he has over the other guys is that he's going to run a little bit more. And then just like every Ohio State quarterback, I'd expect him to put up big passing numbers. So. I think there's the potential there for a Kyler Murray-esque season. Obviously, I wouldn't expect anywhere near that, but no. it could happen. Fair enough. Okay, now let's uh, let's go with our long shots. Trey, who's your who's your best bet as a long shot? All right, well, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to go Sam Ellinger. Uh, he's at 40 to 1. Yeah, I might be buying into Texas this upcoming season, and, and he's the man there. Uh, he puts up numbers both throwing and on the ground. He's kind of become a household name in college football. And if Texas can manage to get over the Oklahoma hump in the, the Big 12 conference, then he could be the Heisman winner. Yeah, I I, I like Sam Ellinger too, but I'll go with, um, I'll take Jake Fromm at uh, plus 4,000. He improved a lot from his freshman to sophomore year. So if he can just make a little bit of an improvement going into his junior year, he's going to have a very good chance to to get to New York and possibly win it. So. And you know Georgia's going to be a quality team, so I, I like Fromm. All right, you guys both with 40-to-1 shots. I'll take 100-to-1 Shea Patterson. I was tempted to go with uh, with Rondell Moore. I think he's like 50-to-1, but it's just so hard for a non-quarterback to and win the Heisman. Not on a great team. And not on a great team, but I just thought maybe he could get to New York, so it might be worth, worth that because he could hedge later. But I like Shea Patterson better. He's got – well, first of all – Tariq Black might be coming back healthy at receiver, I would I would hope. And, you know, of course, DPJ coming back too. So hopefully he's got a, a nice receiving core. And the big reason, though, is Josh Gaddis coming in as the new offensive coordinator from Alabama. Hopefully he'll modernize the offense and kind of let Shea Patterson loose a little bit more. Oh, that's a good pick. Michigan's going to have another good year. So, yeah, good, a, a good chance quarterback there. for what I would project as a top 10 team. Yeah, I feel like 100 to 1 is not bad. No, it's Michael, you just want to see a a Fields-Patterson duel in the last game to decide the Heisman. That would be awesome. And Michigan's got him at home this year. Finally, no Urban Meyer, too. Maybe they got a chance. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Okay, let's let's take a break from news. And Trey, you have a top five list? I do. I will take that that task this week. So I'm going to go with 
the top five sports video games of all time. Oh, I like it. So I'm prepping this with with games that I played. I wasn't I wasn't a huge gamer, and I didn't get too adventurous in video games. But I, I stuck to the ones I liked. Um, I hope NCAA and not- football 2006 is number one. Well, Ryan, can you stop ruining top fives, please? <laughs> why do you Why do you do this? <laughs> like, what is wrong why, with you? It's not It's not your top <laughs> Sorry. five. Sorry. Two weeks in a row. Or I guess uh, Trey. Actually, Trey, it might have been you that ruined it last <laughs> week. Either way, yeah, he said Texas A and M last week. That was. <laughs> Uh, that's well. right that's right but ryan you said georgia tech right before i said it last week on my <laughs> yeah. top five all right i'll butt out so so th- again this is sports this doesn't include games like mario kart and golden eye like those were classics but non i'm talking sports here so number five nhl 94 i'm not a not a huge hockey guy but this one was fun it was simple wasn't confusing i it was super enjoyable I, I love that game. That's a good start. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I kind of forgot about that. You just kind of wrap around the net. That's how I would always yeah, score. You exactly. just like skate around the net. <laughs> I honestly don't know if I played a hockey game after that, but uh, yeah, that was that was a classic. Okay, number four, pretty much any Madden game, but it, you know it all started in, in the mid '90s. I think it was Madden '95. Uh, those were. Those were some fun times playing the Madden games. That was kind of right when I was starting to play video games. Yep. Yep. All right. Number three, as a golfer, I had to say this, Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Uh, I played as the 2004 version was the one I played. And I played that TPC of Scottsdale all the time. Loved that. It was a fun golf game. That was a good game. We're going to play there this weekend? <laughs> no, don't think so. <laughs> not, quite, not quite that good, of course. All right. <laughs> Number two. NBA Jam. Uh, the, this was fun. I still, to this day, like I play it on my tablet. It's a fun game. I, I always pick the teams with uh, the guard that was fast and could shoot. Like The Pacers had Reggie Miller. The Magic had Scott Skiles. He was super fast. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. I, liked, I played with the Sonics just because I liked them. Like Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. That game will stand the test of time. Yeah, I've played it recently in like old arcades that you can go to it's amazing it's fun it's still fun it is and number one not just because of it being a college football podcast but yes the ncaa football series 2006 ryan was a was a great one but really any one where you could do the recruiting and it was and it wasn't overly complex with the recruiting so like the mid-2000s yeah i mean i spent a lot of nights with you guys and in my dorm room playing this with with friends and building dynasties i mean there there was nothing better <laughs> yeah the the 2006 one was great yeah just because there was recruiting but it wasn't oh my gosh like the ones that just finished what like 2015 was maybe the last nza football they had 14 i think it's just takes forever to recruit it's like yeah let's just get let's just play the game a little bit at this point i it's tough for me to complain about any of the ncaa video games now that we don't have one that's true. Man. I'll yeah. take it. They'll, they could make me literally travel the country and recruit, but as long as I had that game, <laughs> I'd be happy. Any other any other games you guys liked that I I didn't touch on? Uh, Paperboy. Paperboy. No sports. sports. Yeah, <laughs> Paperboy. Paperboy's great. Mario. Maybe uh, even what was that baseball game that we liked, Michael? Oh, there was like a Ken Griffey Jr. one. No, it was like uh, it was on like Sega Dreamcast or something. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, that was a good game. We played that quite a bit, though. Yeah, well, as far as, good- as far as golf games, uh, Why Lie Open 
Yeah, I was the, thinking yeah, of that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah I golf. thought about that. What a Even weird like game. We sports, we sports has some, you know where you can be active playing tennis, golf. Well, Michael, we, front bowling. We, we did a uh, uh, two team like um, college basketball online. Oh yeah, NCAA college basketball. That, that was, was fun. great. You guys just got trucked. We'd spend hours and hours online playing against other people and usually getting killed. We would kind of we try to well, climb the lead. Our, What's that? We would choose our opponents wisely <laughs> yeah we would try and play guys that really sucked yeah and climb the leaderboard so we, we did a pretty good job of getting up up pretty high i just remember uh i think it was joey graham from oklahoma state oh yeah oh yeah he was good in that game yeah fun game all right cool nice top five trey uh let's get back to some news though uh georgia tech offensive lineman parker braun is transferring to texas is this news ryan this is absolutely news, oh, Michael. Okay, he was a two-time All ACC performer and one of the best linemen Georgia Tech's had under uh, Paul Johnson, and he's going to come in and start for Texas oh, yeah. at left guard. Uh, he's filling in for Patrick Vahe, who who's off to the NFL now. And but without Braun, Texas was probably going to start a redshirt freshman there who might not have been totally ready. So to be able to get an All Conference senior like this uh, is huge, and he'll definitely help the run game. He's a pancake machine, so this is big. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, with him being on Georgia Tech's obviously run first offense, uh, a, a downhill blocker like this is is going to help, particularly at left guard. So I, I think it's important. I don't, I don't think it's huge news, but it's important. Yeah, I mean, they lost three starters uh, from their offensive line, and so depth was was kind of a concern. So yeah, I, I agree. It's a big move. It's kind of similar to the Jonah Jackson transferring from Rutgers. Uh, to Ohio State. Ohio State kind of had some depth concerns. Depth issue. So, yeah, big move, I think, for both schools. Yep. Uh, next piece of news, the Florida-Miami opener in Orlando uh, might be moved from August 31st to August 24th. So it's going to make it a week zero game pending approval by the NCAA. And I, I like this move. I mean, usually the season kind of starts with a whimper with some yeah like stanford rice or something doesn't yeah, yeah yeah they're they're not great so i think having a true start to the season rather than a kind of oh is the season starting kind of sort of I, I like it well that's my thing is you know with the the, the ho-hum average teams playing in week zero of the last last year i i don't know even i'm wondering if why even have a week zero just save it all for that week one like august 24th is still to me almost maybe a little early i mean i'm craving football of course but i guess if we're gonna have a week zero it 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 would be exciting to have a big game like this and and we can that's one game you can look forward to all off season yeah i i hope they do move it i don't know i mean just because it spreads out the wealth even more i it, it's gonna be a great game i want to watch and at times during the year it's like there's games on at the same time but you want to watch both but this one be on its own it'd be awesome so i hope it gets moved I mean, at, at what point are we going to have a week negative one? Are we just going to keep moving games to week uh, zero? That's what I'm saying. I it's just going to be a slippery slope. It, <laughs> if I would, but if I, you know, if I was a fan of the teams, I really wouldn't really like it because I'd love as much time as possible in the uh, the off season to prepare. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Well, they'll just start fall camp a week early, I think. So they'll they'll get the full amount of practices and then it'll be a benefit for them because they'll have a buy yeah a buy afterwards i don't think they're gonna go past a week zero but no yeah. i'm i'm i'm, be, I'm yeah. joking <laughs> i think we'll be okay yeah. if i was a if i was 
if it was my team, like Nebraska, I would want them to play week zero. Yeah. Just for the reason you said, it spreads out the games more. Okay, one last piece of news here. This is a, a quick episode. And that is that Ryan is a liar. Well, no, so, you uh, set me up badly on that <laughs> I one. Did, well, okay, let's first, let me just play a clip from last week's episode. Oh, boy. See, it felt like fast food always tasted better at like midnight, but I'm done. I haven't done that in a long time, and I'm, I, won't, I won't do it again. <laughs> I think I also said, go get it. <laughs> late, late, late night fast food runs. No, no. And then we'll, let me just fast forward to two days le- after that podcast. And it's Friday night at midnight, and Ryan is chowing down on some chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. Well, tell the whole story, Mike. What's the whole story? So you visited me. You were coming home from a Laker game, going to stay at my place. You and your girlfriend come home at like midnight. I, I normally would be asleep by then, but I was kind of waiting up for you actually. And then, well, thank you. You come home with some McDonald's. You didn't even text me because you knew I probably I wouldn't. I that, wouldn't have asked that for is a hundred percent. But then your true. girlfriend, your girlfriend sits there and asks you, "Hey, Michael, do you want to finish my nuggets? Like, I'm not going to be able to finish these." And you're like, "No, no, no." So I'm like. Well, if nobody's going to eat them, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll step in. <laughs> it still counts. You still ate the fast food. Okay. No one, we could have okay. thrown it out. No, it's, it's true. I, I should have resisted. But, man, it was delivered right to me. It was free. <laughs> I got and you popped up. up so quickly when Sarah said that. And you're like, well, I might as well have a Coke with it. And went to the fridge and got a Coke. <laughs> well, you can't have some nuggets without a Coke. So, Yeah. So, I'm sorry, listeners, that Ryan is a liar. <laughs> yeah coincidences man <laughs> uh play index trivia what do you have for yeah. us ryan sure so i got uh most career receiving touchdowns uh since 2000 power five schools because uh, if i didn't do power five schools there were some names that were pretty tough so okay number 10 this person had uh 37 t- total touchdowns and he was you want the school? Yeah. He, so he was from Washington State from 2012 to 2016. I'll give you the years. Okay. That's helpful. Um, yeah. Trey, who was that guy? Like Gabe, someone? Um, my God. Uh, Gabe. Gabe Marks or whatever. Uh, Very good. Gabe Marks. All right. Wow. One yeah. for one. Number one. What's you our get goal, it? Ryan? Get, that was very good. What? What's our goal? Um, uh, man, I'm gonna say like eight out of ten. It, it's not. It's not hard. Oh, that's wow. Tough. Okay. Game marks. We pulled that out. We pulled that out. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the like the hardest one on the list. I, I'd say. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. Uh. Well. Okay. So power five plus Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. So you got uh 37 again total touchdowns. Notre Dame 2008 to 2011. Okay, well, that's got to be Trey. Samarja? The, uh, yeah, Jeff Samarja. Or wait, wait, what about Golden Tate? Oh. Samarja was I before oh. 2008, I think. That makes sense, yeah. I'm going to, uh, well, if I had to guess, I'd say Golden Tate, but. All right, let's go Golden Tate. Eh, sorry, it's Michael Floyd. Oh. oh. We were wrong on both of them. My, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, so one you got one out of two. Um, now this one should be very easy. Uh, Thirty-nine total touchdowns from Oklahoma State, two thousand fourteen to two thousand seventeen. Okay. Well, it's 
Dez was before that. Blackman was a little before that. Yeah. So it's got to be James Washington. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Of course. James Washington. Very good. Very good. Two out of three. All right. Moving on to number seven. We have uh, from Michigan. They had 39 total touchdowns from 2001 to 2004. I'm thinking Braylon Edwards, but That's Michael, what do you think? That's yep. Yep. Braylon Edwards. You got nice. it. Yep. You say it, I'll just give it to you. You got it. All right. So that's three out of four. Moving on to number six, we have another Okie State receiver. He he got 40 total touchdowns from 2009 through 2011. Well, either Dez or Blackman. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the years. My man, was Blackman that long ago? Are we think? Are we leaning towards Dez? No, I don't know where I'm leaning. What, well, we gotta we gotta make a guess. Yeah, it's tough. It's I, it's tough between those two. Like, who do you go with? That it's it's a toughie. Doesn't it feel like Blackman played more recently than 2011? It does feel that way. Yeah, that seems like a long time ago. But it also is that when Dez played. I get. I mean, I I feel like yeah. Has Dez been in the league longer than that? All right, let's just go with Dez Bryant. All right. Ooh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, Blackman. <laughs> Oh, that's just wow. that, that was tough. Yeah, that one was really kind of hard because they did play right around the same time. Bryant was 2007 to 2009. Dang it. Dang. So a little earlier. Yep. All right. Sorry. Three out of five. So I think you guys, you'll get the last five. I think you can do it. Number five on the list, USC, 41 total touchdowns from 2004 to 2006. Is that... Dwayne Jarrett, Mike? Uh, that's yep, see- it is Dwayne okay. Jarrett. Good one, Trey. All right, four to six. All right, this one's pretty easy. You've said that about all of them, and we've missed two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not as easy. Uh, I would re- really surprised if you missed this one. Uh, yeah, number four on the list, Texas Tech, 41 total touchdowns, 2007-2008. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Trey, that was that was when... That was Crabtree. There we go. Okay, Michael Crabtree. Yeah, thank you. Crabtree. <laughs> that would right. be him. <laughs> thank you. Yep. All right. Five out of seven. This one could be a little tougher. Um, number three on the list, West Virginia, 41 total touchdowns, 2010-2012. Hmm. West Virginia. So, Trey, was this when Pat White and... Steve Slayton were there. I think it was. It might have been a little after, a little after. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't Pat White like two thousand four, two thousand three? Okay, my bad. So maybe Geno Smith then. I guess. Yeah, in that time frame. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, who was their top receiver? West Virginia. Well, David Sills has been there forever, but not that long. <laughs> Let me see here. Wow, this should be slam dunk. I think they put up like 70 against Clemson in the Orange Bowl around that time, too. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, Ryan, I think I think we need a hint. All right, so his, his initials are SB. Stedman Bailey. D- wow, did you really come up with that? <laughs> I didn't cheat, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I mean, that's... 
it's decent. Man, I, he... I just that that could, Stedman Bailey is just like out of my memory. Well, apparently not quite. Yeah, right. But... I know that one was tough. That one, that one was uh, a toughie on the list for sure. All right, so five out of eight. All right, here we go. We got uh, number two, another Oklahoma State receiver, third one on the list. Uh, forty-two total touchdowns from two thousand to two thousand three. All right, Trey, I'm thinking. Was that they had Rashawn Woods? Oh yeah, good call. Should we go Rashawn yep, Woods? Yep, it was Rashawn Woods. All right. Yep. Nice. Yep. There you go. Good job under less miles. All right. So you got six out of nine, and we're on to the last one. Number one, OU. He had forty-five total touchdowns from two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Trey, they had. They've had so many guys. Um, they had Clayton. They had. We don't like the. Uh, apparently, we don't like the Landry Jones era of. No, it's just kind of tuned it out. Uh, now we'll get this. Uh, Oklahoma receiver. So that was. I don't know, Trey. Should we just ask for initials again? It's not coming to me. Yeah. What are the uh, What are the initials? RB. Oh, Ryan Broyles. Ryan Broyles. Wow. That that era never happened, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, as far as we're concerned, the college football bros. All right, so that was that was six out of ten. Um, so we didn't get the number not, one guy. We needed initials. Didn't get the number one guy. Yeah. Well, the number one power five guy. True. Okay. But yeah, six out of ten. Not bad. I thought maybe you'd come up with. Uh, well, who'd you guys miss? You missed Broyles, Stedman Bailey. I thought one's a little tougher, maybe. Um, James Washington. Or no, you guys got that one. My bad. You just you were thinking Blackman, but you got it. Anyways, not bad. Um, so the do you guys want to the the including the non G the Power Fives G five? One guy just destroyed it. It was two thousand five, two thousand eight from Rice. He had sixty. This was number one. This one's kind of tough, but Jarrett Dillard. You guys remember that name? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, now Jarrett that you Dillard. Say it. Uh, you guys might should probably get this one. Western Michigan, he was number two, 2013, 2016. Greg Jennings. Mm, 2013, 2016. Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, Corey Davis. There you go, yep. And then number three was Darius Watts. He was like Byron Leftwich era at Marshall, so that one was tough, but yep. All right, well. Okay. Good list, good list. Receivers, there you go. Throw Throw me the ball. That's that's what receivers say. You're right. Yeah, that's what they say. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. With that, let's uh, close out the episode with a questionable finish. Bayless Jones became the fifth USC wide receiver to enter the transfer portal, and Greg Johnson became the fourth defensive back to do so. Name something more stable than the USC football program. Well, it's a good thing you still got some eligibility left, Mike. They could use a, a lanky safety out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that at this point, I think Lindsey Lohan is even more stable oh, than wow. USC. Yeah. I got a similar answer here. Harrison Beck. Oh, man. He <laughs> ran off the so. wheels. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know who I'm talking about, just look up at QB Lessons on Twitter. Oh, he, man. He just, Wow. I, I don't want to get political, but Trump's presidency is more stable than Trojan football. <laughs> well, you what? just did. I, I don't want to go get political, so let me just so, talk so about the president. I'll do it anyways. <laughs> uh, a Reddit thread is pondering what it would look like if every team had helmet stickers. Let's all come up with one idea of a potential sticker for a random FBS team. You know, 
Florida State should do the tomahawk. Oh, great one. Good idea. No, I'm going to go a um, little off the off the radar here. Virginia Tech, they could have little lunch pails stickers. Not bad. Or little turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Oregon State and... No, you're not. No, no, no. <laughs> Why do you mean? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to keep it PG, Ryan. PG. Oh, okay. A pair of buck teeth. Buck oh. teeth. That'd be cute. <laughs> okay, sure. All righty. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mississippi State. What should it be? Little cowbells? Some cowbells. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Trey's bachelor party is this weekend. What is the craziest thing that Trey is going to do? I'll go first. I kind of hinted at it earlier in the episode. He's going to shotgun some Dr. Peppers. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it in the lavatory in the plane, Trey. I'm flying out with you. <laughs> Get crazy. There was a... I heard a story the other day. I was with some some of my old coaching buddies. They were they told this guy, "Hey, we're gonna do a shotgun start uh, at like eight o'clock." So the guy comes with a beer, ready ready to <laughs> pop open that <laughs> beer. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I said Trey's gonna he's gonna try to hit a flop shot to a green that slopes down like downhill away from him into the water. But Trey's gonna try that flop shot anyway. Oh wow! Got a lot of, a lot of faith in himself. So wow. Yeah. I mean. It's going to be hard because I don't know what is crazier. You got drugs, shots off strippers, mm. streaking in a public setting, driving a golf cart into a water hazard. I mean, it's yeah. it's tough to choose. Wow, you're going to do all those things. I'm, who knows? All right. Thanks for listening to the College Football Bros podcast. If we're able to recover from Trey's bachelor party, we will be back next week. We can do it. We can do it. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.